Hi there, and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry, and I am really tall. If you've ever wanted to have your own show and you're not sure where to start, this is a really interesting chat to listen to. And that is because this episode features the creator of Adult Swim's Laser Wolf, Henry Bonzu, who details his journey of creating Laser Wolf as a webcomic on Tumblr back in 2013, to becoming jobless, then moving across the country to crash at his friend's place and make a pitch to a producer he made a random connection with. Now fast forward to 2019 and Adult Swim premieres the first full season of Laser Wolf, and now it's in its second season, premiering this week on Sunday, December 6th. So make sure to check it out on Adult Swim. And now a better time to talk with Henry about how he pitched his show successfully, why it got picked up, and absolutely everything that's gone into making these two seasons possible. So let's jump into the chat. Hey Henry, thanks for coming on the podcast chat. What's what's going on in your life right now? Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, what's going on is having a little break from finishing up season two of Laser Wolf and uh, getting people getting people to watch while I'm just drawing these little comics on my Cintiq. <laughs> Fair enough. Congratulations also on getting the first season made and now the second season, which uh, I have to put in a little plug, comes out December 6th on yeah, Adult yeah. Swim. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. It's, uh, thanks to the team of awesome artists and writers too. Like It's been, yeah, it's, well, it's been fun. You have a really interesting story because it started off as like this webcomic on Tumblr uh, years ago, and then you made like a pilot, and then Adult Swim. Like, tell me, tell me the whole process of where this came from and how how you pitched it, and now it's on TV. Uh, I always say it's like it started off as like a like a, it was a joke amongst friends, not like like this idea of this character that's a wolf with a laser on its back, and at the time it was called Laser Wolf in Battle Hand. It was like like Laser Wolf and his best friend Battle Hand, which was a piece of ham he carried on the top of his head, and like. It was funny enough for me to like want to go draw it afterwards. We were talking about it. And usually sometimes for me, it's like, you think something's funny and you want to draw it. So, but then after you're done joking about it with friends, you're like, I don't want to draw this. It's not, this just was like, just worked as the joke. But like, but with Laser, I felt like drawing it. And uh, I drew a couple like uh, three one panel strips and like, you know, and I guess like at that time too, I'm like, you know, I'm on Tumblr uh, and hoping that folks follow and like, like the work and, you know, hopefully with that, like maybe some people ask for freelance, like folks and a lot more people than I was used to. It's probably like 60 or hundred people or whatever, like, but a lot more than I was used to, like liked it. So I made a couple more and the joke of it all was that like the continuity of the, comic itself was weird like you know you'd write a comic to be continued but not continue the story you start with something else or like the next trip you change the style you change the style of these characters you know in a weird way you're like you're really only telling the story just through the the medium in a sense that you're like there's no like real story but more so like well in this strip of laser wolf the style is different and they didn't continue the story from here, but then like five strips later, we might continue the story from there. And like just having fun with the overall sandbox of it all. That's what. So you drew this was. this laser wolf. You got sixty to hundred new people liking it, and then you you kept going for years. Like it like did it wasn't it really for years. I think it was. It, it picked up a bit of a following, but at the same time too, it was like you know like um like I said, it was like 
I wasn't really, didn't really have like a, a job per se where I was just like, you know, financially comfortable to just like draw a laser wolf, you know, at the same time I was still, you know, like just drawing other things, you know, and like, I wasn't thinking of laser wolf in a way that it was going to be something that blew up and made like, you know, became a cartoon. It was always like, if it's a cartoon that's cool, that'd be awesome. I have an idea for it. It would sort of function the same way the comic is, which is sort of like using the medium it's in to its fullest capabilities, where it's like, you know, it's just like this acknowledgement, Laser Wolf the comic was an acknowledgement that this is a comic, where it's like with Laser Wolf the cartoon, it's like there's an acknowledgement that this is a cartoon and we play with that and it gives us a lot of freedom in how we shape and tell these stories and adventures or misadventures but so then, then tell me how you went from you know you said you weren't in a place to draw it full time but now it's now it's a show hey what's up so yeah. how, did, how did you take it from this little comic that you made to actually you know selling it to adult swim and now working assuming part-time or full-time on it now and you just launched the second season so like you know there's a lot of people out there who are doing their own thing in a comic right now trying to make mm -hmm. that happen what, what did you do to make that happen i mean uh it's funny because uh like um i was drawing i was drawing other things then you know like i was drawing a lot of uh art on the tumblr beyond laser so funny enough like what the art that really got me noticed by someone who could like uh, by i would say danny weinfeld who was the developer of the pilot in season one of laser wolf was like you know uh, something else he was working on, Eric Andre. <laughs> I had drawn like some Eric Andre related fan, fan art on my Tumblr because I think it was the time where it first came out. Where, and I was like, this show is crazy. So I just drew something and he saw it. Then he contacted me, sent me an email. And through that email, I contacted him back because, you know, I'm like, this is, you know, your first instinct is like, this is, this is a lie. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just going to respond. And it became like, if you're ever in LA, let's meet up and talk cartoons and so i went to la <laughs> like you know like i was like so you, I, you weren't like uh, maybe if i go to la one day like you literally i don't I know i didn't feel were, like i had like a, got a ticket. yeah like here's the thing like i'm from the east coast like i was living around north philly at the time but then i moved to san jose because i had friends there that said like well we can get your job game testing at namco you know and i'll put some money in your pocket and you could crash with us. So I'm living in San Jose and like game testing. But at night, you know, I'm drawing and posting artwork on my Tumblr. Slowly, slowly, like folks are like obviously coming to towards the Tumblr and liking the artwork. But yeah, like the game testing job ended and you know, I'm like, oh, I might have to move back to Philly or like back home. But you get an email from a producer who was like, if you're ever in LA, let's meet up and talk cartoons. And you're like, I could go home, you know, or like go to LA and give this a shot. Like, luckily, I had a friend in LA, like my friend Godfrey, who's living here at the time. And I was like, I got this email. <laughs> I want to follow up on it because it could lead to me actually drawing for a living, you know, like full time. And I want to follow up on it. And I, any cool friend like the coolest friend, one of the coolest people ever was like yeah come down a week later i like hit up 
Daniel, I'm like, can I meet and talk to you? Like, can I get to follow up on your email? <laughs> I'm here. And he, he, you know, he was like a man of his word. It wasn't a BS email. He was like, yeah, let's meet up and chat. So through that, like, you know, he, he hooks me up with his brother's company, uh, Animation uh, by ADHD, which was uh, partnered up with FX at the time, Fox ADHD and FX. And I worked there and uh, I got to direct, like direct and animate one uh, short for them, which was like a Tyler, the creator, five things you don't know about me. But most of my time was spent making gifts for their gift news section. And through that, through that uh, channel, I met so much of the artists that I currently work with on Laser Wolf. Right. You know, like I, my art director, Jeremy Sangley, is someone I worked with for three to four years at Fox ADHD, the board director. Jared Weiss was someone I worked with at Fox ADHD, you know, and the uh, original animation director for the pilot and uh, was uh, Chris Cornwall, met him at ADHD. And like a lot of the board artists, uh, are people I met there too. So it's like these, this journey led to me like accruing and meeting people that I, you know, ended up working with, but working at ADHD for three years, I still was in contact with Daniel and I eventually, you know, the whole time I was meaning to pitch something, but I just didn't want to go up to him with any idea so that he didn't take, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to make sure he knows like I'm coming, with an idea I'm serious about that I have followed through on so that like, it's not a thing where like, if this pitch fails or whatever, he never wants to like take the work I present him seriously. So I'd come initially with like, um, uh, <laughs> this comic strip, which uh, another comic, but it was like a more one panel splash page comic I was doing at the time. and. That wasn't really fully fleshed out, but at the same time I had Laser Wolf, which I was trying to turn into my own little short because I was like, I still want to utilize this character, but I showed him that little bit of like one minute, 30 second storyboards. And like, I had the whole backstory and everything laid out in my head. And he was like that, you know, that's the idea. Like a week later, we went to Adult Swim and Walter Newman and Cam, Cam Tang, and then I pitched it to them and they, they dug it, you know, I mean, they dug it and, and then came to pilot, you know, like immediately was like, I think, I think maybe a week or two later, like they were like, you know, they wanted to move forward with the pilot. So I think at that time too, working at ADHD for like three years and just focused on my art too, during the meantime, I was able to sort of have an understanding of what I was looking to do not fully, you know, obviously like the pilot wasn't like perfect in any way, but like in a sense, there was obviously enough in it for adults to say like, we wanna, we wanna move forward with this. Yeah, what do you, do you have an idea of what that, you know, that secret sauce that really sold it was? Like, what was that one thing? Cause Adult Swim gets pitched like every day, yeah. like dozens of people, right? But it sounds like they move pretty fast on on uh, yeah. Razor Wolf. I would think, I mean, I can't say I officially, <laughs> no, but I would think a uh, major part is the idea of like, do you want to see more adventures of this? Like, there's gotta be obviously something they wanna see more of, where it's like a, an explanation of the world. 
mm-hmm. an explanation of the characters and their motivations. Like, obviously, sometimes we come with these ideas that, like, all I think I'm one of those like corny people that thinks every idea is good and every idea is worth it. I genuinely just like I'm just that way, <laughs> you know. I'm like, no, no, we can make this work you know what I mean like there's a way to make this work it's just about tweaking designs and like moving this here moving that there but overall like let's not throw this out so like with um laser wolf it was just like you know you have this wolf with a laser on his back that lives in the town of Strongburg and you know his brother and sister he has a brother and sister and a you know a father that hates them and God who for some reason hates him with all his being, we live in this town of Strongburg where like, you know, character like Fraser, Fraser Crane can exist, but like as a black person and like, you know, like all these weird elements that like, I feel like, you know, you want folks that have questions that, you know, you eventually might ask or might not answer, but they'll stick around for. And for me, I like world, I like building worlds, you know, building worlds that like, feel new and give everyone an equal opportunity to jump into it nice i was gonna because you're already kind of talking about it um can you give like a a brief overview of what the show is about and maybe second season too just for people who haven't heard or seen it yet oh yeah yeah i think uh, laser wolf is a show about um it's a i would say it's more of an ensemble show about uh the inhabitants of strongburg and those inhabitants of Strongburg are Laser Wolf, Wolf with a laser on his back, Cannon Wolf, his brother, which is a wolf with a cannon on his back, Blaze Wolf, uh, a business-minded, uh, business-oriented wolf with a flame on her back, King Yeti, magical Yeti who's only into bikes, <laughs> Stupid Horse, a kind-hearted, well-meaning, but stupid horse and, and you know the owner of the home that they currently live in and God who I guess in a sense, maybe created all of this. And even though he's in a perpetual state of annoyance with it, it's, he, did he create, you know what I mean? Did he create all of this for himself? And through all that, like, you know, you have the random, the randomness and the misadventures and like discoveries of like what goes on with these characters and in Strongbird and it can take shape in any way that works for that story you know so if it's in documentary format or if it's in talk show format like using the medium of animation to give us the freedom reminding ourselves like we can do whatever we want like and reminding ourselves that's the most important thing yeah i also really uh maybe you can touch on the style of the show too because it's pretty unique in how it plays with space and um like how characters you know move around and interact with each other and kind of like buildings existing only when they need to and everything else is just kind of blank. Cause it, you know, a normal show has like background layout design that you use yeah. all the shots and stuff. Yeah. So what are you, are you at the forefront of the design? Because I, I checked out your original comic and it looks pretty, doesn't look very much the same, I guess, but it seems like oh. your art style has evolved over time. So are you also like directing all of that too? And where does that come I work, from? I work primarily with, uh, see it would, our art director is Jeremy Sangley and, uh, He's very much like, he'll take all my work and pretty much 
make sure like you know we talk about a lot of this idea of like well you're doing every season it's more so like you're doing this so like i want to push this here but for me it's like i really love minimalism a lot and also like negative space like i don't funny enough i don't think it's negative <laughs> like, you know i like the idea of like um more so like the still when you make when you take a still of this image how does it look to someone who hasn't really seen the show like it's you know over a hundred it, it, like over a hundred years of animation you know like it's kind of hard to like discover new ways to present something but that's the joy that comes with like you know like let's uh i think in our minds it's like my mind especially is like wanting to break something <laughs> you know <laughs> and like and present it as like you know i guess uh yeah presented i don't want to even say presented as something new but like presented but overall like the way we play with space and the way we play with walking and like you know talking and how the characters interact it's more so like um i grew up on video games you know especially 2d side scrollers like so it's like a lot of my childhood like i really love streets of rage i really love like you know characters who could just like you know their legs are moving but their upper bodies might be static but like it's more so like at this aspect it's more about the design like that jump between design and animation is really kind of important to me and you know Jeremy is someone that I feel like completely understands that and like puts it together you know I want the characters to feel like they can interact with the background because I remember watching Looney Tunes and being aware that like they're going to grab that thing from the background or they're going to open this door Whereas Laser Wolf, I want it to feel like you can open any door or pick up anything that's around. And like these characters look like they built the world they're in. That really, that was really important to me in season one, like the aspect of these characters built the world we're in. Like layout and all those things too, I would say are important. And, you know, our board director, Jared Weiss is also very influential on that. Like understanding like that like this is what you know sometimes I love the symmetry and like whereas like I think with the symmetry in season one was more about like you know this couch is evened out on all sides and it's in the middle <laughs> you know of the screen and like you know like the evenness of everything but now I think with season two and hopefully more so in the future is exploring symmetry in a different way but also like uh, the objects that video game wise, like the objects that you see in the screen are the objects you need, you know? So that's why certain things might be really big. Like, you know, like a, a school or a bolt is uh, way larger in Maze Wolf World than obviously a tiny bolt because it's just what we need. We need one bolt instead of 50. <laughs> you know, one bolt can get across like 50 bolts, like one giant plate of eggs and bacon besides like 75. It sounds like you're kind of exploring both, you know, storytelling, animation, and then what you can push with the design. Is it hard to pursue that when you're, you know, you, you have your direction and ideas and you, and you work with your team? And is it hard to pursue that when creating the show and working with budgets and multiple people and stuff? Yeah, it, it's hard, but that's like, it's hard in the sense that like, I want it to be like this, like, it's better than game testing for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like my job, it's like I get to figure this out. But for me too, it's like, I 
one thing I love a lot is uh, the um, like old Japanese live action TV shows of the 70s and 80s where you're like, this is clearly a low budget. You know, like I was actually watching a documentary on like the Japanese Spider-Man and they were talking about how like, you know, Japan, we're not given a big budget like, you know, America is to make this. So we have to come up with stylish ways to make this work. Even in like a anime, you know, where you have like a freeze frame and like they're frozen and stoic, but then the speed lines, it's like, that obviously came from not having a budget to animate everyone, but like do that, like they develop a style that like, I feel like is utilized now. And some people don't realize it came from like not having the budget to uh, animate the whole crowd going crazy. But it's funny because I'd rather animate, and for me and my brain, it's like, I'd rather find the right still pose, the funny still pose, the weird still pose and like keep it that way. Cause I feel like the benefit of being 11 minutes is that we might like is that like we have we have like too much time and not enough time you know that balance like you're like <laughs> and like finding ways to make that work and all those techniques like UPA was something that like you know came up in like a lot like I would say a lot to people how much I love UPA animation and UPA backgrounds the abstract nature of their backgrounds but like they didn't need much to flesh out a lot, you know? Like, you know, like you can have a blank white screen and like Laser Wolf is at the bottom of the screen and there's a window up here and someone pokes it. You know that, you obviously know that's a building, you know? Like, you know, like, even though you're looking at this blank white space, like clearly that's a building. Like, I'm gonna have to accept that that's a building. You don't have to. <laughs> Cheap, versus like, like just a window floating in space yeah but it's also like with laser wolf we do have the freedom for laser wolf to be like isn't it weird like like your house is a window floating in space like and that's kind of a fun nature where i say like the it's really just playing with medium and like having respect for it all so how does it, you know, you, you kind of went through your journey where you were crashing at your friend's house hoping to get uh, a chat with this producer to now, you know, just season two is coming out next week, basically. How, like, how does it feel like ups and downs? Like, are you living the dream? Are you, are, are you still pursuing something? Like, tell me how it feels. I think uh, it, it feels cool. It feels like, uh, you know, um, it's a huge relief and this, I get to work with a lot of my friends like, and, and, and for these past couple of seasons, like it's been cool to work with, but getting to understand people like you work with and see how their brains work and see how they inter interpret something you thought of with old like friends on a balcony, you know, <laughs> and just at one, just joking around, but like, um, it's, I'm having, I'm having fun with it. You know, I'm having fun with it. And I think that's the, my, my main thing a lot, you know, each, after each season, I'm like, I want to remind myself, like, this is only 11 minutes and have fun with it. And like, I'm not obligated to, um, I'm not obligated to anything, but just telling the, the 11 minutes of Laser Wolf in a sense, you know, like, I can't promise you like there's an epic ending or maybe there is, it all kind of depends on your point of view. So working on a show like that, it's like, wow, in a weird way, I'm like, I'm getting to make the thing that I wanted to make. And that's 
weird because <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of folks are working to that and like I live in a place where like there's a talented artist there's talented artists everywhere like there's talented artists everywhere like everyone is amazing at what they do like without question like not someone that's like I made it because I'm but no like everyone it's just people who are really freaking good you know and so very very appreciative of being able to make this I love that attitude for yourself um do you have something that you are pursuing at the end of the day like you know you started off as kind of comics now you're in animation like career-wise where do you want to go I think I mean uh right now like I'm more of like a moment (laughs) guy and like right now the focus is like I like to remind myself, like, I don't ever want to look back at Lazo and be like, man, I wish I appreciated that more. So, like, for me, it's like, right now, it's like, it's Laser Wolf and like taking it all in and making, like, you know, yeah, and you hope there's a season three. And so, you then when that comes, like, obviously put all, put your all into that. But I would say, in between that, like, yeah, I'm making, <laughs> I spent the quarantine, I think in the middle of the quarantine, like I just started like this like comics, these comics on my own called like baloney. <laughs> like where it's just like these like full page, like splash page, but I would say minimalist, but weird like silent stories in a way, which kind of have many elements and many sort of ideas of Lays Wolf, I would say that I, you can't really fully explain and with 11 minutes, you know, like, you know, like clearly folks know I love advertising, you know, cause I'll show an ad or something in Lays Wolf. I love like, you know, billboards and signs and all that. And I love weird looking loose characters. So it's like, what can I explore more of that in and scratch a niche that like I have right now. And it's just like, right now it's like, on my Cintiq next to me, it's like, you know, a comic, you know, that I'm work, working on that I'll probably just drop on Gumroad or a Patreon folks, either download. So, so Baloney isn't, isn't published online? I have, I have two of them on Gumroad. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gumroad, uh, the name of the Gumroad slash Nah, N-A-N-A-H. But uh, yeah, so it's like two of them are just on there and they're more so like uh, just weird, funny, like, and I don't think they're more, they're not really stories, more so like stories about moments <laughs> without, without dialogue, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, they're all on there and I'm, I usually feel like uh, I try to update at a new one every couple weeks or a month, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so. as- as we're, uh, I guess, wrapping up this chat because we're running out of time, uh, do you want to? Is there any behind the scenes you want to share? Of, you know how it's getting made, the team, you know your process or anything like that. Um, well, the process is like you know meet with the writers. The writing team is uh, uh, this season we added uh, Ellington Wells. You know uh, she's a comedian and uh, one of our new writers. To Sarah Ballardini, Shanik Maynard, and uh, Quinta Brunson and Carl Jones and me. And we wrote, you know, this season of Lazy Wolf. And then um, a lot of the writing process in Lazy Wolf is us like sitting 
you know, just talking and watching YouTube, pulling up YouTube videos on a computer and like, you seen this weird thing? What about this weird thing? You remember this thing? And sort of breaking down through that, we like, you know, just breaking down like, you know, I think we write down a whole bunch of jokes first. You know what I mean? Like we write down a lot of jokes, just things we find funny and like, like funny concepts more than anything. And then we sort of break into story, you know, break into how do we, you know, like how do we craft? Cause Lazy Wolf isn't really necessarily like folk, like the story to me of Lazy Wolf is all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the sense of like, there's no spoiler to me, you know what I mean? Like the crazy stuff kind of just starts off. And it's, it, to me, it's kind of a ride, you know, like it's a, the ride starts at, you know, intro and it ends at 10 minutes and 59 seconds in, you know, like, and, you know, hope you enjoyed this one sort of thing. So like, I think we all have that in our minds. And so we write, that's how we craft the season. This season, I was able to have the art director and the board, the lead, the board director in the writing room to sort of help like uh, the writers understand where visually we might be heading to. But then even after that, you know, like after it's done being written, like I have to give the board director and the board team their opportunity to visually write. You know what I mean? Like. Uh they're gonna to come to me and say, this doesn't make sense visually. You know, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. So like, what makes sense? Like, instead of 52 plates, like what if we draw like, you know, a giant bowl of soup, like, you know, like, or like, you know, anything. Cause this visual element here in the writing doesn't really matter to the overall story. So we can do something cool with this. Does he have to walk here or can we just have a joke in here and he moonwalks to the location? You know, those types of things. And then it, after that process, you know, you have the designer, Jeremy Sangley and his team where it's like, you know, a lot of it isn't hindered necessarily on the writing. It's like, I want to give each team their freedom to be an artist and add their element to it and add something that's a part of them. Laser was a collaboration, you know, it's like really about meeting halfway because we're all like going to end up creating something hopefully weird and different and fun. So like, like it, it, it I feel better when it feels collaborative and folks feel like they got their jokes off. Nice. I like how, well, you're clearly giving a really good sense that it is, that it is very collaborative and that's, that's really cool to hear. Is there anything else um, as, as we're kind of wrapping up in the final moments that you wanted to share from maybe somebody listening to your journey or who follows you and, and they want to, I don't know, hear your advice? I mean, I think like, I think it's like for me, like the, the only thing I consistently, that I can say like was important to the journey here was like just consistently drawing. Like, you know, like I think through all the, throughout all the years, you know, like I, you know, I would see artists who had like their style laid down, you know, and obviously it was always going to be that style. For me, it was like, like one thing I had to learn about myself, it's like, it's not necessarily a style that I might have visually, like it's just more so a thematic style. Like, you know, styles take many shapes where it's like, you might have a drawing, your drawing style might be the look of it or your drawing style might be the themes or the subject matter you like to draw. 
but overall the most important thing as corny as it might sound is like drawing like you know what i mean like you draw and draw and like make sure the work is there for folks to see because like someone someone's looking yeah and if you and with the internet it's like so easy to just like slip out of the consciousness if you stop for a bit because there's so many people that are so if you're consistent like i drew every day i felt like i made sure i posted at least something one thing for like six years i felt like you know where it was like I felt like I was, even if it's a sketch or a little silly comic, like. So you don't buy this like this perfect, finely polished thing. You're just like I, I feel weirder if it's. Per, I feel weirder these days when it's perfect and polished. Ah. You know what I mean? Like I, I do like, you know, I do like the scratches and like the squiggly lines and the broken line and like you know like, like the weird like I like even if you listen to the show like someone will make a slip up in a line and we might keep it in because that's the fun part like it makes it it makes it feel attainable to someone like me and uh like especially if i was a kid watching that like oh i can do this i can do this too you know what i mean like it's not all like humans made this humans made this and these characters also now in this world feels real because there's they just stumbled over their dialogue and they interrupted each other while they were talking. <laughs> like, I so. really, I really like that sentiment. It even parallels something you said earlier, where you want the characters in your show to, to you want it to feel like they made the world. Yeah. And uh, you know, you want to, you want people to watch your show to to know that humans made it because that's that's also a big reason why I started this podcast because like you know, the animation world seems so unattainable at certain levels. Like if you want to yeah. make a show or you know, get yeah. into it. So I'm very, I'm, I think that's really cool that you brought that up. Oh, thank you. No, I mean, it's hard. I, I still don't necessarily feel like I have made it into the animation world, but I'm like, I'm like, maybe you just don't ever feel like it. Like, but I'm also cool not feeling like, and I'd like to feel like I kind of always have to work at my craft. Fair I still like, I still want to like drawing. <laughs> yeah you don't want to you don't want to hate it <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't want to hate it i really don't <laughs> yeah, well henry thank you so much for coming on the podcast it's been a real pleasure to hear your journey and everything about uh laser wolf um and i'm really excited for season two which comes out on december 6th <laughs> thank you so much thank you for having me this has been fun thank you awesome so and if much. you want to check out henry's work or get in touch with him you can follow his twitter and instagram or tumblr which go by henry the worst or check in Check out Baloney, his new comic on Gumroad slash Matt. I'll include all those links in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. That's all for me. Okay, bye.